Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Pixar! Robots are bastards, everyone! Robots are bastards! Oh, we're back. We are back. We are back. We're back with... uh... All bards are bastards. Mm-hmm. Ev- oh. Every one. Fuck. <laughs> Every single one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No it's, exceptions. It's a show about cops rocking. It it really is. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it really is. And it's so sad. I feel like we're we're halfway through already. At least. Uh, I, I think there's only... Ah, fuck. I can never remember. There's six episodes. So this is the halfway point. No, there's more than six. Sorry. Six episodes of this. Oh. The, the show we are currently in. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so welcome to All Bards Are Bastards. I feel like I've said that. My mm-hmm. name is David Bell. My name isn't. My name is Tom Ryman. And a uh, big thank you to Matt Smith. Matt Smith, <laughs> our producer. The very same. Uh, Morbius's. Morbius's Matt Smith. Yeah. Too much, uh, too much skull for his face, Matt Smith. Yep. Yep. I'm sure our Matt Smith is <laughs> loves this, <laughs> loves the fact that this motherfucker's out there with his name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're we're watching Cop Rock. Yeah. That's really it. If people don't know what Cop Rock is, first of all, there's two more episodes of this, so go go back and listen. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Cop Rock is a is a show from what the 90s? 1990, to be exact. Yeah, that that checks out. Mm-hmm. It is it is definitely 1990, and it's. Uh, uh, cops. It's a police procedural, but they sing. That is also, five times an episode. Yeah, it's also kind of like a, a a popular jazz musical, I guess. I heard not jazz. I don't know. This it's. I've I've been fumbling around the previous two episodes to describe the exact musical style because it's so it's not good. It's so specific to the early nineties. Uh, I would call it. I would call it like. It's like white person jazz. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's got that like <laughs> it's like white R and B, I guess. Yeah. Or like it's it, and it, yeah. mind you, it's not exclusively sung by one white people. No, not at all. But, but uh, it's still yeah. all white. Yeah. It <laughs> was it it might not even be written by white people. Uh, I think it's written by Randy Newman, isn't it? <laughs> it's all written some by, of it. Some it, of it. I thought it, it was all, all written it. by Randy Newman. Um yeah, yeah it's that real like like top 40 i don't know you if you if you were a kid or alive in like 1989 to 1991 you heard this style of music just about everywhere it's like huey lewis in the news almost where a, it's a little like, bit but more where, more like shopping mall yes yeah huey lewis in the news is good yes mind you yes but this is like the kmart version of huey lewis in the news yeah where it's like you know like a lot of slap bass saxophone and guitar uh, and white people. I can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, uh, like, again, it, it, it's just the cop rock in general from top to bottom. It's like, very white. 
it's like some executives panicked when hip hop started to take off. They're like, what if we yeah. made a less dangerous version of hip hop? Yeah, and exactly. this is kind of what it is. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's like it's like hip hop that would appear on like Sesame Street or something <laughs> like that. And it's yeah, it's it's like the Simpsons sing the blues that album. Yeah. So if if that helps you guys know the style, if you have access to Cop Rock, you can get the DVD, the whole box set, and let me tell you, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we've already talked about in previous episodes, the show as a police. Procedural. procedural is good this is a this it's is a the good wire. show yeah, yeah basically wire. like every it really does have a lot in common with the wire uh, i texted you this it has a bubbles there's a bubbles in this yeah which is the baby selling lady yeah um it, it's a lot of similar characters too um like yeah. the, the captain captain hollander is basically lance reddick yeah um what, what was i gonna say oh yeah um, this show, I texted you yesterday, Dave, while I was watching the episodes that we were going to record for today. Uh, yeah. I, weirdly, this sounds impossible, but at, as we're watching Cop Rock, I constantly forget it's a musical. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I'm, seriously. I'm so engaged in the story, which just makes it all the more insane when the musical numbers start. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> The Wire if... They sing every now and then. Yeah, every and now like and I then said, they sing. Five, it's five songs an episode. Um, and we're dealing with episodes um, five and six, which is the Cocaine Mutiny mm. and Oil of Olay. They have and, a lot um, of fun with these episode titles. They really do. We, we compared them to like Batman animated series titles. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I want to say like uh, overall critique for episode one is they got lazy with the songs, in my opinion, in this one. They did, And yeah. that makes it even more surprising, because the first half of this episode, there's one song. And then when the song... And then they, like... The, the second half is just song-heavy. And it, it is really shocking, because you forget again. You get through 20 minutes of no songs, and you're like, yeah, I'm just watching a cop show. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oh, right. It's, a, it's cop rock. It's cop rock. Yeah. So... Do we remember what has happened so far? There was that dirty cop who shot a man in custody. Yeah. custody. We're dealing with his plot line, which is that he's um, there's like uh, awaiting trial, right? Yeah, there's like six or seven different plot lines. We don't need to recap everything because people can listen to the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so let's go through episode one, guest starring Gina Gershon. Yes. Uh, surprisingly not playing the ex of a criminal, which is what the order the, the what, role she's born right, to which play. Which is 90% uh, of the role she plays. Yeah. Um, well, it starts with a bunch of honkies buying drugs. Um, and there's a song there, which we'll talk in about. A, in, in, sure. in downtown LA, like in the, in the, park, yeah. in the park that's like right in front of um, City, yeah. City Hall. Yeah, and they're yeah they're all buying cocaine there, and the idea is that they do this mass arrest of all these like '80s suits buying cocaine. And my first thought was like, that never happened. <laughs> they would they wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, they're they're not gonna they're gonna mass arrest all these fancy honkies. Mm-hmm. But so they sing a song there, and then yeah, we get into the, the Gina Gershon of it all, which is like it, I, it's hard like. Because of the way these episodes are designed, it doesn't feel like there's an A and B plot at any point. 
No, there's a couple of, like I said, there's about six or seven storylines. It's the big ensemble cast that are ongoing. Yeah. So each episode will sort of progress those storylines a little bit. And then there might be uh, like a bottle story. Like in this episode has like a bottle story, which is Gina Gershon is a soap opera actress who's being stalked. And uh, yeah. she comes to the police for help and uh, befriends uh, uh, the cop who is Emile from RoboCop. Yes, <laughs> and this be- and this begins the continuation of the idea that these cops. So the male cops in this, uh, we've talked about. That they're not ugly people, you know. They're perfectly fine uh, human beings, but they're not like Channing Tatum. No, and yet every woman acts like they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the schmuck who shot the person is like this fuck me to this woman throughout. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, this the, plot the, the, where she's like, "Listen, I'll call on you when I need some dick," and yeah. it's just like, "Jesus Christ!" Like everybody in Los Angeles wants to fuck Larusso, who is the, yes. the the cricket cop, and it's funny. He's such a because again, he's he's su- he's like he's not an ugly dude, but he's such a ham hawk, and he's like yeah. so he's such a shitty guy that it's like you do not quite have the looks to pull that off like that's what it people is, is will just they e- keep, excuse how shitty you are <laughs> they keep acting like he's a bad boy but look at him and it's like he's he's like he, again he's not a bad looking guy but for the amount of baggage he brings right it's yeah not worth it no <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny again it's the whole uh, i was watching this with hana and she pointed out that in the 90s um cops used to be fetishes like oh male yeah strippers would be cops and so she she was saying like maybe that's part of it which is that it's the occupation that like is he, so hot to women he says as much era. larusso says as much to the to the lawyer who um in the previous episode they right. they they started up a a relationship kind of sort of she she he's like her booty call basically um yeah. and he's not used to that power dynamic um I lost what I was saying. Oh yeah, but he says that to her. He's like, "Oh, I see. You just collect. You just collect different dudes. Uh, yeah, and I'm your cop. He's so. part of her stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so Gina Gershon with this with this cop <laughs> with Emil from RoboCop is just splooging, splooging all yeah. over this guy <laughs> with Rocket Romano from ER. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so there's a yeah. The subplot is basically they go on a date. And he's like, I know it's your birthday coming up because they went and talked to the stalker who has, you know, a wall covered in pictures of her. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with having a wall covered in pictures of an actor, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Certainly not Um, a wall covered in 20 copies of the same picture of the actress. Exactly. Um, Or actor. No no red flags there. (laughs) No cause for Um, alarm. (laughs) No. No. It doesn't. No. It could be Gina Gershon. It could be a, a Star Trek actor. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 fine. It's normal stuff. Uh, this guy is doing normal and fan so, behavior. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, he uh, he tells him to you know cut the shit, <laughs> and the guy is clearly not gonna cut the shit. No. And he's like, all right, later. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no. Uh, and so he's, I guess we'll just go through each of the plot lines, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, is dating Gina Gershon. He's like, I should come home to your house. Uh, the stalker told me it's your birthday coming up. I know he's going to do something. So they set a trap and the stalker gets his, <laughs> gets a bouquet of flowers, 
breaks her window. Yeah, whip, whips his bouquet out of his refrigerator. And I know yeah. that's where you, you keep certain bouquets, but for whatever reason, I guess just the situation, because it's in the middle of, this is one of the musical numbers, the stalker sings about how much he loves Gina Gershon, but that love, yeah. that love needs to be returned or else. So he's in the middle of singing this creepy song in his creepy ass apartment and then he cracks open his tiny refrigerator to whip out this bouquet it was extremely funny to me i don't know it's very jarring yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like like he's, he's like, like, like he's whipping out a prom corsage <laughs> yeah it's like bouquet in the fridge today fingers in the fridge tomorrow mm-hmm. gotta, we go. gotta make room for the fingers and hair mm-hmm. yeah exactly so yeah he breaks in and of course it's a trap and the cop is just like stop right there and uh, he's about to bust him, and Gina Gershon sh- sh- comes downstairs and just shoots him dead. Uh-huh. And good for her. Honestly, because the, what yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> what they set up is she first goes to the cops, and she's like, I'd like you to do something about this guy. And they're like, we can't do anything unless he does something first. Basically, we can't arrest this guy unless he kills you, which is a, a very real thing. Yeah. Uh, I- cops... I will say that I think there had like anti-stalking laws have become a little better since 1990. Um, yes. Because there was, I think this is prob- probably partially based on that famous case of the actress who, uh, blanking on her name, and I'm sorry, but she was on that TV show, My Sister Sam. And uh, sure. she got a stalker that basically the same thing where she wasn't it's Gina Gershon tells a very similar story where she wasn't used to getting fan mail. So she responded to this guy and he took that the wrong way um, and would just like show up at the studio where she was filming and eventually just showed up at her apartment and shot her um, and like stalking laws sort of uh, began to be. Uh, readdressed, I guess, uh, right, around because that. Because they were like, well, issues. they technically didn't do anything wrong. Right, so. right. But it's like, well, <laughs> there's, yeah. I feel like there's a little more that that can be done here. Um, and so, but yeah. yeah, she's saying, she basically says, like, if you had arrested him, he would have gone to jail for a couple of years, and then in a few years, I'd be dealing with it. So I shot the guy in my house, and she gets away with it because um, it's her house. He broke in. Yeah, like what, you know, it was like Emil. Uh, from RoboCop is pissed, uh, you know, because he feels like he's been used, and he probably was. And but, he uh, sings a song about and it. And he sings yeah. a, a, a real... About how he was nothing more than fuck meat to this lady. Yep. Well, no, the, uh, that is key, is after she shoots him and it's all settled, she's like, so you want to go out again? Because she does DTF for these cops. Yeah, she's again. really into him. It's, they, the ladies fucking love these cops, and they're, they're thick hogs or whatever. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he sings a very wide, uncomfortably wide-mouthed song about yeah. being played like a saxophone. He's got a decent voice, though. Um, yeah, it's he feels he feel it's one of those. This show's really good at this, at is, this and and like Stephen Bochco's shows are good at this in general. And this is like another thing, like The Wire, where there isn't really a black and white resolution to it because it's like, well, yeah, I get yeah. why I get why he's pissed because yeah, she did kind of use him and then as the he puts f- it you murdered a man and you did it behind my badge exactly but what like he says the flip side is well yeah of course like this guy's stalking her and he broke in yeah fucking shoot him like well <laughs> if you you know if you notice the theme of this episode is about injustice in the system and how in order to get anything done you have to have connections. Yeah. It's all about people using their connections. Because this yeah. woman uses this cop. Uh, our Bubbles uses her connections with the cops in a good way 
to get her baby back. Yeah. And of course, there's the plot of the aide who's using her connections in a not so good way. And it's all about how like that even a cop points it out later is like being white is a big part of it. It helps like that. This system is not equal for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's it's better for people who have uh, some way to manipulate cops. And so that's what we're seeing is Gina Gershon is like, I couldn't get this done otherwise, you know? Yeah. Uh, she had to do what she had to do. It's so funny that like both this one and the next one, the the second episode that we watched is a, is a lot about uh, homelessness and how the police deal yeah. with homelessness by not dealing with it, by just kind of shuffling people around. And it's there's th- these episodes are like so critical of the systemic issues in not just the police force, but like all the way up to the top, which is very much like the wire. Uh, and it's in this goofy ass <laughs> A show yeah. where people are singing Randy Newman songs <laughs> about yeah. being played like a saxophone. There's, there's a lot. That that homeless one, I want to talk about Ronnie Cox romanticizing being out on the range, which if you notice, is like being homeless. Yeah. Like there's so much. That, yeah, there, there's, there's layers to this. There is. Layers. This is a good show, guys. <laughs> Someone Weirdly. thought about this. Yes. A lot of people thought about this. Yeah. And then, of course, so this, this, the show also has in, insane moments that we will <laughs> go to. Like, yeah, we'll get to. Like, Ronnie Cox's reaction to the revelation that the mayor has never had sex is Oh, it's amazing. Breathtaking. Oh, okay, okay. We'll get to it. We'll right get now, to that. We'll we're, get to we're, that. we finished Gina Gershon. Um, then there's, yeah, there's the, the aide of the city councilman, and it's a, and she just keeps... She gets she like gets busted and then she just gets busted. She gets off because she has connections. Yeah, she gets. Then she gets busted again. Yeah. She rocks, by the way. I love her. <laughs> I lo- she she bought coke. She got busted buying cocaine and then went to the exact same spot the next day to buy more cocaine. And then of course we we find out she's buying. She's actually buying the coke for her, uh, right. for the city councilman who. So uh, what that yeah. means? She's she's. She's quiet quitting, Tom, because basically this councilman's like, get me more cocaine. And she's like, all right, fucker. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to the same place. I don't, go, I'm not going to. I'm going to go get arrested again. And then when she yeah, gets and arrested. Then she gets arrested and she's like, how about I roll on my boss? Yep. And they're like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't, I'm not getting paid enough for this. I will roll on my boss the because ca- I'm not. The captain all but gets dollar signs in his eyes when yeah. she says that. <laughs> Also, she's doing the cocaine herself. That should be noted too. Is that she's not not doing cocaine? She's just do also buying it for her boss. Yeah, she's bu- like, you know you when you go out to, when you make a coke run, you buy a little bit for everyone. That's just manners. Exactly. It's just good manners. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and the captain. There's this whole thing where like this councilman or whoever is gonna vote on giving them lots of money. So like <laughs> it's in their best interest not to do anything. And they briefly yell at him at the captain and. Uh, and then the and the chief is like, ah, yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and they arrest him taking a cocaine bath. Yeah, he's he's kind of a winner too. Like I was rooting for him in this. Honestly, aid. yeah. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you come in, he's like harumphing into his bathrobe in his splish splash little bathtub full of coke, doing uh, cocaine yeah. with his aide next to him, just like giving him cocaine. Yeah, just <laughs> like, just like pouring it in there, butler. Like bath salts. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Like a bath bomb. It's just a brick of Coke. Yeah. 
I like to let the uh, cocaine uh, exfoliate my pores. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that plot. Yeah. Um, and that's about how like this person got many chances. Their connections ultimately, they were like, "Nah, fuck you." Uh, and then there's uh, our bubbles, the the baby seller. Yeah. And it's about her. Her uh, the captain is like, so my wife. I talked to my wife about it. And she agreed that, yeah, maybe we should give this lady a second chance to get her baby back. So they do a recommendation for her to go to a judge and go to rehab instead of jail and work to get her baby back. And she's on trial uh, making an appeal to this judge. Uh, and it works out. Yeah. She gets her, she gets her baby back. And she gets put... We're, again, it's bubbles. Like, we're rooting for her, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and she's the end product of the, like, she's like Bubbles. It's like the reminder of why the cops do this, you know? Yeah. That's the idea, at least. Yeah. It's for all the Bubbles of the world. Yeah, for the Bubbles of the world. And, you know, the yeah. the reminder that, I don't know, breaking the law doesn't make you an evil, worthless person. You know, it's this, right. you know. It's humanizing. Yeah, even selling your baby it, it humanizes. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they humanize the baby. <laughs> she seller. literally sells her baby at the end of the it's first so episode. Funny. It is wild. In the court, yeah, in the court, she's like, "I want to be a good mother and stuff," and they keep being like, "But you sold your baby." Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yes, that's true. I did that. <laughs> I own. I own that. The 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 prosecutor <laughs> points out, it's like, no, we have to. Like, it's this is. He's like, this isn't just a regular case. It's like the person you're. You're asking me to to give a break to is like about to be charged with slavery. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's like holy serious. shit, that's a pretty serious situation. Yeah, but oh, and then she they're makes singing a good about it. What a fucking show, Dave. Of course they are. Yeah, there's songs throughout all these plot lines we're pointing out, mm-hmm. and then the final plot line, of course, is the guy being part of the stable of slime ball fuck fuck boys. Yeah, because he meets one of them, and he's also a slime ball. Yeah, so this lady is just fucking she loving just collects the slime, balls. slime balls. Yeah, she's got a real scumbag menagerie. Yeah, and that's episode one. Yeah, or sorry, episode five. Episode five. Let's talk the about episode mutiny. six. Yeah, yeah. Which what? oil of Olay? Oh yeah, I don't get that one. I don't know, but it starts with people forcing the cops forcing homeless people to move along. Which I understand because the Terminator will get them if they don't move along Mm -hmm. because they are under that bridge. There are, it's weird, there are two film location cameos almost back to back in this. So it starts, yeah, in the, yeah, Terminator, beginning of Terminator. There's even like semi trucks down there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and David Paymer is in there, and it was like, are you trying to hide David Paymer from me? Because they don't point it out. It's 1990. I don't think anybody knew who he was yet. I guess. He had done No Holds Barred, so That's he should true. be the most he famous be the person. most famous man on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and there's homeless children. They sing a song about it. It's it's real gritty and it's really weird to go from this to Randy Newman singing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really with the whole cast unsettling. gathered in the recording studio watching. Yeah, every time it's incredibly jarring because the the cold opens to Cop Rock so far every episode we've watched tends to be pretty serious. 
Yes. And then it goes right into Randy Newman, like, <laughs> with all the cast and crew so just like smiling and clapping as he's tickling the ivories. <laughs> so inappropriate every time. <laughs> it's jarring. What a um, show. Yeah. So the David Paymer plot is uh, that they they keep moving these homeless camps, and there's the there's the good cop and bad cop, like or a grumpy cop uh, Gain, that we've established. Gaines and Frank, right? Um, yeah, and and so the good cop is all like, "We should do something for the homeless," um, and he's not wrong. But what this episode is pointing out is that as as the 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 chief or not the chief the 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 What's cap- his name? The captain. Captain points out he's just like, listen, until the politicians actually do something, all we can do is keep moving them around so it looks like we're doing something. Um, yeah, it's, real, it's very it's cynical. real cynical. Yeah, but it's not entirely wrong, and in fact, still an issue. Yeah. And so, like, it's yeah. uh, it yeah. And so this one cop is like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him out and the other cop is talking about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps which is again still relevant yep um and he 32 he, he focuses, years later yep he hones in on david Paymer, and uh he's like you want to go get something to eat and he sits them down and he explains you simply have to get a job and then it becomes very clear that this david Paymer has men- a mental illness yeah. there's something he can't just get a job. No. And it's it's explaining in a nutshell, like, this is the issue, is that these homeless people, they can't pull themselves by, up by their bootstraps, that they need help, but they can't, it, uh, one individual can't just, like, help them, can't just, like, grab them off the street and be like, well, let's get you a job, let's get you cleaned up, because these people need psychological help. We need a better health care system in, many, in, in this many country. Cases, in many cases. In many cases, Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what they're going with is the the idea that it's like these aren't bad people. This isn't a moral failing. This is just a it, it's no one's the system isn't designed to help them. That's more or less what Cop Rock is saying in this episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even it's bo- even wild. even before that, like Gaines is basically points out like it's it's really only like one or two th- events, one or two seriously tragic unfortunate events that separates any one of us basically he's saying to his partner from living on the street and that's absolutely true and it's like a a weird i don't know oh yeah it's it's we're all we're all mathematically closer to being homeless than being a millionaire yep that's just (laughs) that's just how it is uh Mm -hmm. yeah and this is cop rock pointing this out this is david paymer I could watch for hours David Paymer nervously eating lunch because uh, he's the idea is like he's just has some sort of nervous. I don't know. I don't they don't specify. No, but he's, he's just, just like just, obsessed with what he's going to get on the menu. Well, it's, basically, it's, and he's it's so distracted by that. Yeah, it's like he's he's not really living in reality. Like he's not. You yeah, know, he's he's mentally ill. Yeah. Uh, David Paymer's doing a good job with with the role. Yeah. We'll never see him again. I checked. He's only in one episode. Uh, blast. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted more Paymer. <laughs> um, that's that's one of the plots. Uh, the the other one is um, the cop, the murderer cop, goes to Nakatomi Tower. He sure does. <laughs> and this is, I think, my favorite moment. 
Oh yeah, and it's they're basically the lawyer he's working with, Larusso, uh, the 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 crooked cop, scumbag cop, um, is working with a, a lawyer who has hired basically a team of people to to image consultants. Basically, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. help him with his image to make him look like a, an American hero cop who need he's, he's he's hard, but he has to be hard because the streets are hard. Um, so he goes to a meeting in Nakatomi Tower. Uh, with this team of people who do a very elaborate song and dance number to explain how they're they're going to revive his uh, his image, uh, and because of the show and you know, the general rules of musicals, where nobody can behave like it's strange that there's a musical number going on, but also you can't yeah. like you can't like really uh, appreciate the musical number. You mean like you can't like clap. And you can't like look like you're engaged. So basically, right. it's this room full of people dancing on the table, wailing on guitars, singing into his face, and Larusso just has to sit there with his arms folded, looking as sourpussed as possible. And it is the yeah. funniest three minutes of television. Oh, this is the no problem. Yeah, this is actually later. It's a later meeting. Oh, okay. Um, but I, what I love about that one is that because of the the nature of the song. They end up having a picture of Reagan on the wall next to a picture of Gandhi. And Ollie <laughs> and like, North. <laughs> and Ollie North, yep. yeah. <laughs> Which is very... Uh, again, it's supposed to be funny, like that imagery. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, it... Um, yeah, the first... I, I think the first... The Nakatomi Tower is when they do the cross-examination. And oh, yeah. he just can't handle it. Yeah. He gets, he gets very lightly pressed by CCH Pounder, and he fucking loses his shit. Yeah. So what they... So, yeah. I, this arc... Mm. So, yeah. First of all, CCH Pounder. Of course she's yeah. in this. Um, this arc is going to be real dark. This is like... This is the boys before the boys. Yeah. This is... The same message, which is that this cop who shot an uh, an, an an a he killed he murdered a guy black yeah. man in custody yeah he yeah um <clears throat> is uh being put on trial and he in the cross examination he basically gives a you need me rant he gives a you can't handle the truth rant yeah and they and they're like well you blew the cross examination but now we have a new plan is you can be a hero. And it's about re- rehabilitating his image as like a hero cop. That's like I'm doing the stuff that <clears throat> no one no one wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, he goes on a radio show that is for some reason really dark and blue. Uh, and the people who call in, someone first calls in and says like, "So weird, you guys only shoot black men." Uh, very much pointing out a, a relevant thing today. And then the second guy who calls in is like, I'm on the cop side, and then turns out to be a real racist. Yeah, a going real against real serious Jews, racist. Yeah. Dropping that, that N-word. Um, and so the cop is insisting, like, I'm no, I'm not like you, buddy. Um, but what they're very much pointing out is that he is now on that side. That is the side because he di- he is guilty. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go to jail. So his best in his mind he's like I'll make this a campaign. But what he's really doing is he's going to gather all the racists. Yeah. And all I the, think all the bigots. I think yeah. it's 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 important to point out that LaRusso himself believes that he, he believes he's not racist. Well, he believes he did the the correct thing. Like he was like, "Oh, this right. this guy was a scumbag. If we arrested him, he was just going to be out on the street again, so I killed him." Right. Um, so it's that yeah. idea of like, 
it's just really it's amazing to watch this idea that that something that's so relevant in this country yeah yeah which is the idea that people believing like i did the right thing and then a bunch of racists are like yeah we're on your side and it and the person not registering what that means if if a bunch of racists are, are also on your, on your side, side it's the wrong side it's the wrong side and that's yeah. what this and and for this guy he's stuck yeah that's what's that's what i really like is that his literal freedom's on the line so he's not gonna have a moment of self-awareness he's going to ride this fucking racist train all the way to hell uh and and you, you can you can see it coming so like Again, it's Homelander being like, why don't people love me? And then the people who love him finally are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and and he doesn't care. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah, fucking cop rock. It, Jesus Christ. And, yeah, it's it's both. It's I mean, obviously, it's prescient because these things are are extremely uh, in the main yeah. in the mainstream now. But it's also not prescient. It's just depressingly these issues we're still dealing with the same shit three decades yeah. later. Yeah. So the homelessness, racism and backing the cops. And then our, we have two more plot lines. Um, we have uh, the, the two partners with well, the one who she's married to the, she's married coroner. to the, the coroner. Yeah. I think Vicky is her name and her partner is yeah. Andy and she just gets straight up shot by this guy. <laughs> Shot by what I would argue is the most relatable criminal in the entire thing. Yes. He's arguing about his insurance and whips out a gun. <laughs> and yes. I was just like, yeah, I, I understand he's, this man. He's He's been, <laughs> given, been given the runaround uh, time and time again about uh, getting his insurance that he's owed. And he's talking about, I keep having to take the bus from, I think he says Fresno. Right. And I've, I, I'm doing it over and over again. I'm sick of doing it. This is going to get resolved today. And he pulls out... It's it's not just a gun. It's like a Luger. Like he pulls out like an eighty year old handgun. Yeah. No, this man did not have. He didn't have a plan. So he no. like yeah. He went in his attic from yeah. like the war. Yeah. Again, the closest I've ever been, and I would say I'm speaking for everybody. Closest I've ever been to domestic terrorism is being on the phone with the the DMV, the IRS, yeah, any government system or insurance. And so it's just a man who's clearly like you know the journey he was on. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, fuck, I'm going to take out this gun. Uh, and he shoots the, he accidentally shoots the cop in the leg. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's in the hospital and the husband, of course, he's concerned, but what he realizes through this, through song, I believe he does, is the partner absolutely has the hots for her. It's kind of a banger too. (laughs) Yeah. The song, my partner one. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a pretty sweet song. I want to, I do want to talk about that song because there's something very funny about that song, but um, and so the coroner is becomes jealous, and there's a whole plot where he tries to get them not to be partners anymore, but he has no reason to he, be. He breaks into her locker at work, and he breaks into her locker out of jealousy, which they've set this up because they had the song about how he's like a chud and she's not, well, and where he's like, "What did I do to deserve this beautiful lady?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's also, um, I mean, just visibly, he's like 20 years older than her. Yeah, so it's like and he's, he's been he, he has, had like the heart problems. Mm-hmm. He, he feels he's very insecure. Yeah. And they've yeah, they've established that. But yeah, like when he was breaking into her locker, I was like, Ralph, no. Because I, I like I like Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he's still like he still hasn't done anything terrible. No, but, but it does feel like he's gonna. Yeah, you're it's, just like, no, Ralph, about... talk to your wife. Don't don't break yeah. into her locker. <laughs> but he's a sympathetic. That's what I love this character because yeah. he starts as such a like a schlub, and then it's all about like his insecurities. Mm-hmm. And that's something you don't see exp- they explore in, in men. Like, he's an older man who who feels like he's undeserving of this woman. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's a little young for him, for sure. Uh, and But they, they're pointing it all out. Like, yeah. that he just doesn't think of himself as a very attractive guy. And he's bummed about it. And he's really insecure. And there's this young hotshot cop she's a partner with. Yeah, yeah and, he's, it's like, and he fucking sucks. Like he yeah. he will not drop it. He is trying to fuck every time they have a conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's just like a horny dog so every just, time. Like, and, and I think it's in this episode. He's like, so why can't we go get dinner? And it's like, because I'm fucking married, she, I'm you idiot. Married woman. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you mean, why yeah. can't we go get dinner? Fuck so off. all her husband has to do is, yeah, like you said, talk to her. But yeah, they're they're setting up a whole B-plot that's very interesting. Um, again, it's very much like The Wire, mm-hmm. where they have those romantic B plots in The Wire as well. Um, it's great. Yeah, fucking cop uh, rock. Yep. And then speaking of romantic B plots, we have Ronnie in love. Yep, Ronnie Cox is now in love with the mayor. <laughs> or as he puts it, this woman has gotten into my britches because he's still a cowboy. He wants to take her on a cowboy date. I like how gradually more cowboy he's become as these episodes have unfolded. Yeah. Like before, he just had like a, a fucking psychopath shooting gallery in his office, but now, yeah, he's like he's his he's got a drawl. He like has all this cowboy slang that started creeping into his dialogue. Right. Incredible character, Ronnie Cox. Oh yeah, let me tell you, Tom. I would give anything anything mm-hmm. to go on a cowboy vacation with ronnie cox yes because he takes her through he takes her on a police chopper um out to go camping and he's playing guitar for her by a campfire mm-hmm. and he's dressed like a cowboy and again as pointed out he says like this is what i love just being out with a fire my gun my my gal and he's romanticizing basically living homeless like living out of a tent on the street yeah uh and i i think that's on purpose um and then she's like are we gonna fuck or what basically she says i want to sleep in your sleeping bag with you in it uh and he's like oh yeah i mean yeah she does that's why we're here she does have to be that specific yeah (laughs) and then she's like i want to sleep in your sleeping bag and he's like oh that's fine i can we can we can trade (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, Ronnie is not getting it. Yeah. Uh, and then she finally admits that she's a virgin. And he says, I wrote it down. It's his response. Like, I stood up and was like, that's, yeah. I was saying aloud to my television, that's weird, man. That's a weird reaction was, to this. I was watching with Hannah, and the reaction in the room was like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is a weird he says, reaction. <laughs> he says, quote, you're a virgin? I'm the luckiest man alive. And it was like, oh, oh, keep funny. going. Did you write it all down? Did you write it all down? That's all I had. Oh, because what, what he, he, he says, oh, just to, to discover that you've been saving yourself for me. Uh, what? He wants to deflower her. <laughs> what? She's they're both like 45. They're, they might be in their 50s. Um, yeah. And it's just weird. And I, I mean, nothing wrong with being a virgin at that age. It's just like 
they're they're just you would think though for mm, cause it's she, just she's, real creepy yeah she's like it's the excitement of it all it's like it's, oh well, boy it's like, i got a virgin it's like such a it's like man that is it's the reaction to have it's like oh because it's like oh they've clearly had you know you've never you've had trouble with I- intimacy or you've never been you know there's a million yeah different compassionate ways you can address her sharing that very private piece of information with you and this is not on the list yeah he's like yeah i got me a virgin (laughs) ronnie cox they continue to find ways to make his character just the craziest motherfucker in los angeles so unhinged (laughs) he is deranged yeah so that's ronnie cox Oh, His man. Is he deflowers the mare? Mm-hmm. And I guess we can talk about the songs now, right? I think so. Yeah, that, that's pretty songs. much. Yeah, that's pretty much all. The, that's all the plot lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, episode one, it takes a while. So there's don't mess with my pursuit of happiness, which is the cocaine buying song, mm-hmm. which is just the cops uh, fingerprinting these people in the parking lot. And they're all singing about how like they love cocaine. Yeah. Then, like, literally a half hour passes. It's a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get campaign I d- songs. I do want to say real quick, though, the don't mess with my pursuit of happiness is, like, it's calling out, like, the criminalization of, of drug use. Oh, <laughs> like, <Hell> yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's from the point of view from of the, rich white people. From the people point of view of rich white people like, who are like, yeah. We... We are not criminals. Yeah. We're respectable people. Right. Like the one guy's like, oh, it's not like I'm out here doing crack, even though that's like a type yeah, of exactly. cocaine, you fucking asshole. Again, they're pointing out the hypocrisy yeah, of the yeah. crack versus cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, yeah, it's it's cop rock. Yeah. Uh, fucking cop rock. Incredible song show. Is, Flawless yeah. show, Dave. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Campaign song is barely a song. This is where I, I was like, you guys didn't have a song here. The politician is singing for money, and then they cut off the song like 30 seconds in. Mm-hmm. They just cut to another scene. It counts as a song, but it's it's also the weak. only it's also the only one that seems like diegetic. Yeah, like it, it seems yeah. like he actually is like singing a song on stage, and you know, right. as opposed to like how it you know in musicals where it's like I don't know. You, you guys know what I'm trying yeah. to say. It's it's the worst song of the series, I think. It's pretty bad. Uh, if only yeah. Uh, next is My Dream is Now a Step Away, the stalker song. It's like a sexy saxophone song mm-hmm. as he puts on as he puts on his maniac tie and gets his <laughs> yeah. fucking flowers. In his, in his maniac apartment, gets his maniac yeah. bouquet out of his maniac refrigerator. Yeah. It's a weird choice for a song. No, I think it was um, I th- it is, but I think it also kind of works because it's like Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it, it's it, fucked up. It, yeah, yeah. But it is, yeah. it's, it will never, every musical number will never not be jarring in this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next one is Beautiful Lies. This is the I Got Played by. Yeah, this is, a, this is Emile's song. His, his wide is. mouth song of betrayal. She fanned the flame. She fanned the fire and I felt the heat. Mm-hmm. He later says she has skin like satin and a heart like stone. She played me sweeter than a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Cue the sexy sax. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this was my favorite of the episode. This one rocks. Yeah, I love this yeah. song. And then the last one is, I'm sorry I sold you. <laughs> Nothing matters but love. Yeah. Uh, Bubbles, her, her apology <laughs> song for selling her baby. Yeah. To her baby. Yeah, she sings to the baby. Real man. rock bottom stuff. 
Well, it's um, it's it's I'd not say... it's not quite right. It's 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 hopeful. Like as it's like um yeah yeah. It's like a not necessarily a response to, but like an evolution of the song she sings at the end of the first episode, which is like the most tragic fucking song. Um, right. And this one is like, you know, different. She's better now. She's, you know, I've got my baby back. I've got, you know, yeah. I'm going to do right by you now. Um, And uh, yeah, I would say of this batch, we'll have to have an ultimate, but Beautiful Lies is probably the best song. I think so. Yeah. Of the first episode. Um, episode two has nowhere to go. That is the homeless people moving along. Yep. yep. With David Paymer, nowhere to go, nothing to do, holes da- in my pockets, holes in my shoes. David Paymer does not sing in this song, though. He's credited, though. Is he? I um, looked at, maybe yeah, he's, maybe he's in the chorus, yeah. It's like, there's yeah. there's like three featured singers, and he's not one of them, but... Right. Anyway. Uh, it's not a bad song. It's, it's not fine. great, either. It's fine. Yeah. It was it was a lot like the, the Don't Mess With My Pursuit of Happiness, where it's like, yeah, this is fine. This is a serviceable... They, Song. They always have the "We're Getting Arrested" song. Have you noticed that? There's like a montage song, yeah. Yeah. Um, next episode. is "You're My Partner." That's the "I'm Sorry You Got Shot." That's Andy. Um, Andy singing to Vicky, I think. Yeah. What's funny about this one that made me laugh so hard is it it the song is performed with a montage. Yes. Of them as, as partners, and it reminded me of how in the Clerks cartoon they do a clip show in episode two. Yeah. Because. It's a montage of the last five episodes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, the season, the series just began. And like, this isn't like, this isn't like season six where we're really looking back. It's like, remember a few weeks ago <laughs> how we were partners? And it's like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, All those adventures we've gone on. Yeah. Next is what I would argue is the best song of this episode. Uh, which is that's how to love a woman. Oh, when Vondi Curtis Hall gets yes, yes. So what happens is Ronnie's in love, and uh, his what's his position? Is he just like I'm not second sh- in command? I th- he's like I think he's like his he's not his hmm, he's like his um he's like his kiff basically yeah i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not sure what is uh, they call him ozzy his name's osborne but i'm not sure what his actual like rank or job is he's like his um uh assistant aide confidant his advisor advisor that's what i was thinking. advisor yeah and he's just singing a song about how to fuck a lady yeah. properly but he presses the button um he okay, presses, he pre- did you flag this too <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he presses the button on Ronnie Cox's desk, and Ronnie Cox's just insane shooting gallery door slides open, but instead of, like, one of his weird Western dummies that he shoots with live bullets in his office in previous episodes, like, three backup singers slide in. Yeah, slide in. It just felt a little racist. So for, yes, for (laughs) half a second, I thought... Does he want? Does he want Ronnie Cox to shoot these guys? Right, because the, uh, the the backup singers are all black men. Yeah, and so it's just he opens this button, <laughs> three suited black men appear, and it's just like, oh god, wait, where is this going? Because yeah, they are on his firing range where the dummies are. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, they're just coming out to back up Bonnie Curtis Hall as he sings. Yeah, they uh, were sings just about how to there. how to love a woman. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a great song. It's and Ronnie Cox just has to sit there and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Much like you were talking about with the other song, he just sits there yep. and watches. He starts to sit there and watch it impassively. Although Ronnie this Cox... This guy sings about how to fucking finger pound a lady or whatever. Ronnie Cox is more engaged because it's like his friend is, is kind of giving right. him love tips. So he's like kind of acting in that way. But as opposed to like when LaRusso right. is getting sung to by the image handlers, he's just like a stone just sitting right. there frowning at them. Which is the next song, No Problem. Yeah. Which is, yeah. They say you're going to be bigger than Oliver North. Um, and that's why Oliver North and Reagan thing? show up. And then they say <laughs> you're going to be bigger than Gandhi. And so Gandhi, it's weird. Weird energy for this song. Yeah, it's, it's being bigger like than... jamming on the guitar. If, if I was on trial... Um, and the, the image consultants came in and the first thing they sang to me was, we're going to be bigger than Oliver North. I'd be like, okay, we, we're done. Yeah. I will. I would like new lawyers, please. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you've Googled Oliver North lately. (laughs) Did you stop reading about the Iran-Contra scandal? Um, But again, that's the joke. That's the gag. Yeah. Is they're comparing Oliver North to Gandhi. You know, it's all the same to them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And so like. The point of the song is, yeah. And then the last song is, what am I doing here? Which is, I'm breaking into my wife's locker. What am I doing here? He's singing about, um, it's a short song. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a great song. Um, oh, I think this, like this is the were, one that I thought, this is the one that I thought It has was a lot of, of a meaning, banger. but it, it's it's very short. It is, but man, yeah, the drums, it's, it's right. the, fucking, the fucking beat. In 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 the chorus is like really killer. Like I was I was oh, really? jamming. I, I was kind of jamming I'll, I'll out to this to song. It. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give this another. Listen, I like man. all of Ralph's songs. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, which of this in, of these two episodes, which do you like the most? <sighs> I think. Mm, I think my favorite one might be "Beautiful Lies," but the Vondi Curtis Hall song is is up there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I get why "Beautiful Lies." It's it's neck and neck between the two. I'm gonna take "That's How to Love a Woman" just because I think that's more fun. I'm having more it fun is, with this. Yeah. That song. Oh man, what a what yeah. a when just as backup singers come out of the shooting yeah, range. Yeah, we're oh, gonna have no. to. I I haven't been writing it down, but we're gonna have to go through all the songs at some point. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's and we'll have to pick the ultimate cop rock song. So uh, we've been tasked with the question: Does this show know that cops suck? Uh, it still very much does. Although I will say there is a tinge of '90s. I would say in the um, "I'm not racist" stuff that the 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 murderer cop. Like I know the idea is like you said he truly believes what he he's doesn't, doing is right. He doesn't think he is, but he is. I think is what the that's kind of how I yeah. took it. Like I didn't take it necessarily. I think what's interesting. Okay. Oh no, I just think what's interesting is that they're not coming down hard on him. They're trying to make him kind of a sympathetic character. Like he says stuff that are it's funny. Like they're making him seem like we want we want to like him. Well, in some parts. I think it's it's less that and it's more toward serving the idea of making him three-dimensional no i yeah i agree that that's i think what they're ultimately trying to do Mm -hmm. but it's very interesting it's a it's it's like the stuff where they're yeah they do the cross-examination they're like they're gonna be made to feel impotent and useless or abused and he's like oh i mean your uh your associate has been doing a good job training me of that talking about the lady Mm -hmm. who uh 
is call, teaching, uh, treating him as fuck meat. So like he, they give him little jabs where it's like, oh, I, I, he's funny, you know, he's likable, and th- that's weird. Yeah, um, I think I'm it's. Not, I, I, I think it's right on the edge. Yeah, maybe. I think kind of what they're getting at is like the company he's finding himself with now, like these sort of odious suits, and then like the, right. the super racist guy, but he's like resisting the epiphany. Like, the epiphany is supposed to be, oh, if these are the people that are, like, coming to my side, I'm wrong. (laughs) But he's, like, he's resisting that epiphany. (laughs) Yeah, and I think he shouldn't ever have it, to be honest. No, he shouldn't. Because of who he is. Right, because we've we've seen how he is with, like, his girl. He's a piece of shit, like, through and through. Like, this, he is a bad guy. He's like uh, Vic Mackey. There's nothing redeemable about him. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, in the many seasons to come of this show. Yeah, what they you know, do the thir- the thirteen seasons and the two feature films of Cop Rock that we got. Yeah, exactly. God, they should get a movie going. Do it. Do a movie. Do, do a, a movie. Cop Rock movie. I, I under- you you'll have to recast everybody, uh, but that's fine. Is Ronnie Cox dead? No, but I mean, this is thirty two years ago. <laughs> so well, it I- could be, no, it's like Deadwood. You do it where it takes place now. Uh, sure, you could. Do all that. the all the same problems are there, so that's true. You just keep them all. Yeah, you can just bring them all back. Because we want the cast. Like I don't care how to, how they would do it. I want the original cast. You know. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Um, cop rock. Is that it? I think it is, Dave. I think we've done our duty. I think we we yeah we did our duty all over the place uh, by examining these cop rock episodes for Matt Smith. This has been a delight. We got more episodes coming. Oh my goodness, boy, do we do we have more episodes coming? So of many cop more. Rock. So many more episodes. Three yeah. to be exact. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Matt Smith. Thank you. Uh, if people are interested, we this is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, we, we have tiers where you can have your own custom podcast made. Uh, and also we have exclusive podcasts. For just $5 a month, you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Mm. Those are all on there. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on there, yeah. so go check it out. Yeah. Uh, while you're at it, head over to GameFlateEmployed.com, uh, where you can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, uh, all sorts of stuff, so uh, check that out. Yeah. yeah. Bada bing. <laughs> As the cops say, bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> we need an entire movie just about Ronnie Cox's character, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're Ronnie Cox listening to this, name your price. Yeah. I want to go I want to go camping with you. We will add that tier to our Patreon. Yeah. I'll let you deflower me, mm-hmm. Ronnie Cox. I've been I've been <laughs> saving myself for you, you Yeah. You cowboy maniac. Yeah, you stallion. Oh <laughs> uh, no. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.